Let's go ahead and get started when in the sec, second Timothy. And we are in chapter four. Second Timothy chapter four. And uh, we finished off Paul saying that my, I'm now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Well, that word angus in the Greek means near. We're right up to it. But I notice he didn't have to have counseling. He didn't have people trying to encourage him. He's accepting his life, and it's the end of it. And he says something that I hope I can, and I think everybody else ought to hope the same thing. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And the faith is the whole system of doctrine taught in the Word of God. And when Jude said, contend earnestly, those are fighting words. Contend earnestly for the faith once delivered to the saints. He's talking about the same faith. As Paul says, I have kept the fight and I have kept the faith and I have finished my course and that that course is the course that God set out for him. And he fought a good fight. I know some like to talk about, and that's not Christian talking about fighting. They're not hardly, hardly worth considering. But anyway, verse 8, henceforth, from now forward, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He's saved, been saved. Amen. This is rewards. Some people say, I don't believe in the doctrine of rewards. Well, I do. And I do because the Bible teaches them. Rewards, even rewards, are by the grace of God. But He has chosen to reward the faithfulness of His people. And how can I argue with God? Now, do I know how many rewards I get? I don't have the foggiest notion. I don't know. I'll have to wait for that day. Paul talked about it in Corinthians. That uh, the uh, judgment of Christ. Judgment seat of Christ. All the works are going to be tried. Some of them are going to be burned up like wood, hay, and stubble. And I think you can be safe to assume that those are uh, bad works. And the others are going to survive the fire like gold, silver, and precious stones. And I think you can be safe to think that those are good works. And that's how he describes the good works and the works. But even those that are burnt up will not lead 
to, to damnation of those that didn't even earn any good works or good rewards. Because they'll be saved, yet so was by fire. That's what it said in 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, I, was, oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe that. Well, you have to believe the Bible. And that's what we do. We believe the Bible. All of it. So, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge. <laughs> We've got judges that are not necessarily righteous. And don't tell me that it's righteous of a judge on Supreme Court or any other court turning loose a criminal. That is not righteous. That is highly unrighteous and ungodly. And we've got them all over the country doing that right now. Putting criminals on the street so they can rape, murder, loot, steal, and every other thing that you can think of. And they do it with impunity. There's no punishment. Many of them don't even have to produce bail. What a bunch of idiots we've got controlling us. They're not just idiots, they're evil idiots. But he said, the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. What day? The day of the judgment seat of Christ. This is not symbolic. It's highly literal. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Now, uh, I couldn't believe it, but there are several commentators that say that's talking about his first coming. I'm, I know, I understand. I, I felt the same way as you did when you heard that. I guess they didn't, I didn't, they didn't read the next verse. I need to tell Dr. Hall, Giles, before you form an opinion, read the whole text. Amen. <laughs> and that's true for any of us. But unto all them also that love his appearing, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For I think he's talking about second coming. I don't think there's any question he's talking about the second coming. Well, you see, this is somewhere around 65 A.D. Could be as late as 68 A.D. But this is the end of Paul's life. So, he couldn't be talking about those that 68, 70 years ago love disappearing. This is in the here and now as he's writing. For Demas hath forsaken me. Well, look at, I was going to get you, yeah, look at uh, verse 
What am I? That's all right. Demas hath forsaken me. Having loved this present world, the Greek is literally this now age. A few years back, they were advertising Coca-Cola or something, talking about the now generation, the now age. Well, that seems to be a problem in the Word of God. Because that's what demons love. Now, some of them try to say, well, Paul wasn't putting him down. But I think, I think it was a put down. Demas forsook the man of God because he loved this now age. He loved this world. <clears throat> and is departed into Thessalonica. Now, I've been to Thessalonica. Wasn't that old, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and then there's Crescens. See, now, now Demas has been talked about in Colossians 4, he's talked about. Uh, but here he's put down as what he's done. It wasn't good. Then you've got Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. <clears throat> now, Crescens, I think that's the only time that it's mentioned. He's mentioned. Nothing else said about him. But we can assume that these are loyal Christians, unlike Demas. In verse 11, only Luke is with me. Luke, the beloved physician the writer of the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Look over at Acts 16. Verse 9, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he, he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. So who's writing this? Luke, we, and us. And so there's Luke traveling with the Apostle Paul. It's still here in 2 Timothy 4. And so Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee. Now if you remember, they had had a little controversy. And they had to split up. But here's the thing about that. They didn't destroy each other by splitting up. They split up amicably they had a a good departure they didn't split up mad and now they can get back together isn't that good that's where the Lord's work should, should, should work <clears throat> and bring him with thee or you for he is profitable to me 
for the ministry. Because he he's a good man. I've trained him. I know what he is and he can help. And I need help. And we all need help. <clears throat> so. And Tychicus. He's mentioned a couple times. Have I sent to Ephesus? Now look at all of the places now. You've got Thessalonica. Well, that's, that's in uh, just north of Greece. Uh, Galatia, that's in Asia Minor. Uh, Ephesus, that's in Asia Minor. And I left it Troas, that's going on up like you're going around to Corinth. With Carpus. Oh, Dalmatia, I didn't mention Dalmatia. Dalmatia is on the coast of Croatia now. Used to be uh, Yugoslavia, but those countries changed names. So Dalmatia was on the coast, and that's on the <coughs> Adriatic Sea. If you go on to the west of Dalmatia, you'll end up in Italy. On the other side of Greece, you've got the Aegean Sea. It all comes off the Mediterranean, and that comes off of the Atlantic. So they're all together, but they're just in that proximity. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee in the books, but especially the parchments. The cloak, uh, that's not exactly a coat. It's a mantle. M-A-N-T-L-E. Well, a mantle, I see some of you wrapping yourselves in a blanket. You may call that a modern day mantle. So the next time somebody gets on you about that, say, I'm wearing my mantle. <laughs> That's what that is. Now think about this. This is the great apostle Paul. Uh, doesn't sound like that he's in any Abundancy here. Don't know. He, he's thinking about winter. Even over there, it's not maybe as bad as it, some places over here. But it gets cold in wintertime. And you think of Romania and Hungary, and those countries, Bulgaria, they stay cold. So they have winters. But how long has Paul been in prison here and doesn't have his mantle? So I think when you see all of the things that he says that they've suffered, being cold is one of them. I know the Sunday we didn't have any heat here. Now I kept my little coat on. You've never seen that before. But I did. But I had regular pants on, and I felt my legs getting cold. It was getting cold. And I said, 
If I'm getting cold, I know everybody else is, and that's why we uh, cut it short. Well, you say, well, you ought to been tough for that. No. Can you imagine our brethren back in the woods meeting, having services back in the, the persecution days and a great rainstorm or windstorm or snowstorm hits them? Do you think they wouldn't go and try to find shelter someplace? Of course they would. That's what we did. <clears throat> so we're, we're still human. That's why the Lord permits us to eat when we get together. Because we are human. Anyway, but when you come, bring my cloak or my mantle. And bring with thee the Biblia. Books. But especially the parchments. Now parchment was a form of vellum, which is a skin, delicate leather that was written on. Well, you know, you study, it's not really a good study, I don't think it is to some point, but the study of the manuscripts. There are upwards of 5,700 fragments of manuscripts in parchment and vellum and even papyri made out of the reeds on the Nile River, which is an old paper. They don't last long. They, they're not as good as the parchment, the vellums. But now what is Paul talking about here? I don't think anybody can tell me that he's not talking about Scripture. Do you know what the Greek word is for the Bible? Tabibia, the books. And here he says, bring the books, the Biblia, ta Biblia, and especially the parchments. Now all of these people with all these new versions of the Bible, all of their translations, and they're coming out with them every day. They make a lot of money with those folks because people bound. People are looking for something. What they need is the sound Baptist church with the sound Baptist preacher that will preach the whole counsel of the word of God to them and teach them how to read what we've got, the King James, the best translation there is. Amen. Five thousand seven hundred old witnesses of the word of God. There. You know they don't have. Near that much of Shakespeare. Matter of fact. 
most or all of those classical writers, they don't have much evidence of them. How much evidence is there of the Bible? But even, I'm talking about the old evidence. But the fact that we've still got it. And this can be traced, this text can be traced back to Antioch of Syria. We've got the word of God. And I mean every word. I'm reading the book again. Look look at uh, Genesis 7. I'm rereading that uh, Henry Morris's book, The Genesis Flood, Henry Morris and John Whitcomb. <clears throat> Genesis 7, verse 17, The flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. The ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. And all the high hills were covered. Were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail. And the mountains were covered. Look at chapter 8 and verse 4. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. Verse 5, the waters decreased continually until the tenth month and the tenth month on the first day of the month were the tops of the mountains seen. Now, I'm going to read more of that. <clears throat> I'm not a geologist, but the scriptures bear it up. Mountains grew during the flood. Psalms tells us that. But I believe there were mountains before. They just weren't the same height. I think they've grown. And that explains why you've got all the uh, seashell fossils on top of Mount Everest, the tallest of the mountains. But you know, there's, there's a lot of so-called Christians trying to say that the flood just covered a local area. I mean, really? That's what, that's what they're saying. Nor did it did it wipe out the whole human race, except for eight souls. They call themselves Christians. You can't do that. Not not around me. You can't. Don't tell me you're a Christian. You turn around and you lie, lie through your teeth, and deny the Word of God. If one mountain was covered, 22 plus feet. Of course, you know why that is, don't you? That's how much draft the ark drew. Draft is how, when a ship is loaded, 
how much it sinks down in the water. That's why they got all them numbers on the bow of the boat. When you see them empty, you see them sitting up in all those numbers up there. That's, those are draft numbers. That's, that's the depth that they go down into the water. And I can guarantee you that that 22 cubits, whatever the cubit was, if it was 18 or 20 and a half inches, whatever it was, that was far enough that when the ark floated over it, it didn't scrape bottom. <laughs> but, <clears throat> or let's say, I don't know how high, let's just say I, I do know how high Black Mountain in Harlan County is in Kentucky. It's a hair over 4,000 foot. Big Black Mountain. I think uh, Clingman's Dome and the smoke is, is, a, is a little over 6,000 feet. But let's say that floodwaters covered Black Mountain. Now there's not another mountain anywhere west of Black Mountain until you get to the Rockies that could hold the water in. You can't just keep putting water out on a field. It just spreads out. It doesn't rise up. You gotta have you gotta have something to hold it in. Well, where are you gonna get it held in at? And if you go to the go to the Rockies, the Rockies are big enough to hold it in. But what about it's going to Florida? There ain't nothing down there to hold it in. There's no, there's, it's impossible to have had the flood and it not to have been worldwide. But all you have to do is just read the Bible. He said under the face of the earth. And everybody that wasn't on the ark died. How many were there? Nobody knows for sure. But we can estimate upwards of a billion people and maybe much more. They all died. So, well, God couldn't do that. Hide and watch him. He just did. Anyway, the books, and especially, how precious is the word of God? Every word is given by inspiration. We got that in the last chapter. Anyway. Now, verse 14, Alexander the coppersmith. Well, you can tell by that, Alexander was coppersmith. Did me much evil. Now, I don't know what he did to him. Spread stuff about him. He had everybody, Jews trying to undermine him and all that. But I don't know especially what Alexander the coppersmith did. But he does, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't want that on, on my account, would you? But he said, the Lord reward him according to his works, and the Lord will. Of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our works. Watch him. Watch. Boy, if you run into Alexander the coppersmith, you better watch him. 
Because he has withstood our words. He has argued the tr- against the truth. And he still will. Greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me. Well, he said, well, I, nobody's with me. Really? You're not the first. <laughs> Won't be the last. Do you mean if nobody's with you, you're not going to stand? <laughs> you mean tell me you're going to buckle because ain't nobody standing with you? You ought not to be doing that. It's good if they stand with you. But if they don't, he said, stand. And after having done all, stand. But all, now that word men is in italics. Because that's pos in the Greek, and that means all. That could be women too. All forsook me. Everybody forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Now, who does that remind you of? Christ, Stephen, absolutely. Brother Paul's got a wonderful attitude, doesn't he? Notwithstanding all of that, notwithstanding, now let's go on to something else. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. That by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the heathen might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Well, Paul could not be sent to the lions officially, because he was a Roman citizen, and he brought that up. He made that charge several times. He was a Roman citizen, and he had rights. See, a lot of preachers will tell you that you don't have rights as a, uh, just because you're a Christian. We are American citizens. We are, are protected by our Constitution and Bill of Rights, Joe Biden to the contrary notwithstanding. He hasn't gotten a hold of that Constitution and Bill of Rights yet. He has no rights with it. But we've got constitutional protection as citizens. And everything, all of the Bill of Rights, we've got those rights. And we've got a right to demand our rights. I hear preachers, oh, no, you're a Christian, you can't do that. That's just like, especially, lawsuits. This has bugged me a lot. One time, I'd done a lot of work for a guy, a builder, and uh, we was doing some other work for him, and he was paying us with somebody else's money, a horse farm's money. He was lanes in. And he got us to go to his house over on Hanover, one of them big old houses. And I mean, we were stripping paint off the inside woodwork, big old woodwork. I mean, taking it down to Barry Wood and doing it all over again. Doing it on the outside. I mean, we had a bunch of labor, and I wasn't charging him anything but just labor and the materials. I couldn't get him to pay me. It was several thousand dollars. But I wasn't going to make any money off of it. I'm just trying to replace the money I've spent on it. 
And I got a hold of him one day and I said, Pat, I've got to have my money. He said, well, I, I can't pay you. I said, well, then I'm going to have to sue you. Oh, you can't sue me. You're a preacher. I said, you hide and watch me. I said, if you were a member of my church, you'd have a point. But here's what I would do. I would take all of my information and I would take it before my church. And I would let my church make a decision on it. And if they say, you're wrong, you must pay him. And if you say, well, I can't and I won't, then we will now exclude you from our church. Then I'd sue you. Because you no longer remember the church. And Acts says, what, going to law before the heathen? That's church members. I have a right, and you have a right, as a citizen, to sue when, the nece- when it's necessary. Being a Christian or being a preacher does not make you give up your constitutional rights. A lot of people, a lot of preachers have made their people give them up. But they're 100% wrong in that. Paul didn't give up his rights. He demanded his rights as a Roman citizen. And right here's one of the examples of it. I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever amen salute Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus we ran into him chapter 1 verse 16 Erastus abode at Corinth but Trophimus have I left at Miletum sick now I know that the apostle Paul had the gifts Of the Holy Spirit. He even raised the dead. He healed the sick. But did he heal all the sick? No. He left. Trophimus. At Miletum. Sick. Now he says, do thy diligence to come before winter. That would indicate why he was saying, hurry up and bring my cloak. <laughs> it's, I'm cold. Eubulus greeteth thee, and Pudens, Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren. And the Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. Now, Claudia and Pudens, then that Linus there, he's just in there one time. This is Davis' history of the Welsh Baptist. Now, that's a reprint. The original was printed in 1835. It was R. Lawrence Crawford and that group that did the reprinting. R.E. Pound and Crawford. Now this is reprinted from the Welsh history. 
Now, 50 years before Christ came, the Roman Empire was in power. And they came to Wales and England and tried to capture them. But evidently they couldn't do it. So they made peace with them. And so Wales was at peace with Rome. So this woman, Claudia, yeah, in verse 21, let me read this to you. During that period, many of the Welsh soldiers joined the Roman army. And many families from Wales visited Rome. They had open borders. Among whom there was a certain woman of the name of Claudia, who was married to a man named Pudens. At the same time, Paul was sent a prisoner to Rome and preached there in his own hired house. Look at Acts 28. Verse 30, and Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired, that would be like a rented house, and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Claudia came to Rome from Wales. I kind of believe she met Pudens there. He was Welsh, but he was in the Roman army. They come under the preaching of the Apostle Paul. And God saved them. Pudens and Claudia, his wife, who belonged to Caesar's household, under the blessing of God on Paul's preaching, were brought to the knowledge of the truth as it is in Jesus and made a profession of the Christian religion. These, together with other Welshmen among the Roman soldiers, who had tasted that the Lord was gracious, exerted themselves on the behalf of their countrymen in Wales who were at that time vile idolaters. The, you know, the uh, Druids and all that. Now, how did the gospel... And church truth get to Wales, England through Claudia and Pudens and other Welshmen from Paul. And this is about 63 AD, which is several years before Paul died. So when I'm teaching Baptist history, I say there were Baptists in Wales, England. Before the Apostle Paul died. <laughs> and do you know where Kentucky Baptist came from? Wales. Our heritage, Baptist heritage, goes back to Spotsylvania, Upper Spotsylvania County, Virginia. That church 
went back to Grassy Creek, just across the border in North Carolina. They came from the old Philadelphia Association, who were Welshmen who came over from Wales. We can tie our history back to Wales and how long were Baptists in Wales? Since before Paul was executed. That's pretty pretty good history. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, I, I'm bring your evidence. If somebody doesn't believe it, bring your evidence. I, that's all I want to see. Prove prove it wrong. Not only this, you got Crosby's history, the English back. Oh, you got got several. This is just the the one I can get to. So what a history. Next time we'll take up the book of Titus. Let's all stand.